Art of the Assistant. Brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia. A podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. Hey guys, welcome back to Art of the Assistant. Sitting here at the Timothy Center with Pastor Dayan as we continue this idea of money. The Art of Poverty today, this episode is titled The Art of Entrepreneurship as we look at ways to try to supplement the income when we're struggling financially or maybe the church is struggling. Yeah. I've read several blogs recently where it seems like it's going to become more of a prominent fixture in churches for their pastors to be bivocational. Right. Dan, and it seems like that's coming more and more. I heard uh, Mark Batterson say yesterday that the rock stars and their circle have a 60% attendance rate from what they had before COVID. Wow. Yeah. Now that's 60%. That's a huge, that's a huge hit. So what do you do? Do we trust the Lord? Do we become bivocational? What is the answer? So before we get started, I will say this guys, if you struggle with time management and you look at your schedule and say, man, I'm so busy. I don't know how I would find time to do this. And I don't know how I would find time to do that. Stop this podcast right now right. and go buy some books on time management yeah. and invest your time in it. Yeah. You know, there's guys who uh, Mark Batterson just wrote a book on time management. Mm-hmm. Gary Smalley is great. He wrote a book called Eat That Frog that really changed my philosophies mm. of time management. Tim Chalice just wrote a book on um, productivity tools and how to manage your time and what to do. Um, I mean, it's it's endless when it comes to yeah. that. And the four hour work week, don't read that. That'll get your hopes up and you'll you'll hate your life. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, I, there's several options out there. Yeah, I, I actually just had a, a conversation with our men going into this COVID uh, season and just said, hey, you know, we need to look ahead at the possibility of, you mm. know, um, what what happens if, um, you know, the we need to do something bivocational, you know. Yeah. And when you have a, a staff, and this, you know, this is how it really applies to the assistant, well, when you have a staff, it affects everyone. Yeah. It, it affects all of us. So I, uh, I, I like the idea of being able to go outside and and gain outside of ministry and gain income i like it for uh, on a couple different aspects one is there is you know it's almost a hobby you know something to to get out of ministry yes, and, and to de-stress yep. and not ministry is hard to separate it's hard to separate home from work from church mm-hmm. so it, it's a way to kind of unplug from all of that. So there, I, I think there's some emotional and physical benefits from what we're going to talk about today yeah, as well. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I, I think it is very beneficial um, for us. And, and going back to the last podcast on the art of poverty, Dan, I, I really, as you read the scriptures, yes, I know Peter says, you know, gold and silver, have I none? Um, but this I have to give to you, you know, he healed him. I don't see, though, where being wealthy or having money as a pastor an assistant pastor is an evil thing no you know i don't i don't think we do take vows of poverty like i said the catholic church and the jesuit priests said that you know they they use that to mortify their people Mm. that's not god's intent to mortify us right and i don't think we should be driving around or walking around mortified right you know we we just need to be praising the lord and i don't think we need to be rich necessarily either yeah 
But I think there's a balance yeah. that we've got to have. And, and if the church can't supply that and everybody's on board with us going outside the box and maybe generating some income for yeah. ourselves or for our families, man, that helps the church. It does. Yeah. You know, as well. And as long as we're, we're, we're using our time wisely and it's not taking away from ministry, I think there's things that we can do along those lines. Yeah. My, my assistant uh, through high school um, went through a program and became an electrician and now does odd jobs and and i not only support it i encourage that because i know i can't pay the church cannot pay him electrician's salary you know so um he's single go for it go for it you know I, i want you to be able to do that experience that there have been a couple weeks where he's had some really big jobs that i've just said okay just unplug from the church this week go do that job and it helps him but it also helps the church as yeah. well you yeah. know so it's uh it's it's something that i think is a viable option that we need to at least consider and really the first part of that i think is identifying what it is that you yeah. can do what are you I good agree. at you yeah, know what's your it. strengths what do you enjoy doing true you know so we were sitting my wife and i were sitting there um one evening and we're looking at the budget and we're okay but man we we, we could use some little extra yeah. where we were. And so, well, what, what do we do? You know, do you get a job? Do I get another job? How are we going to make this work? You know, we had two babies in the house. How's this going to function? And what do we know to do? And I remember she looked at me and she's like, I know what you can do and what you know to do. And I said, what? She's like, you can teach martial arts. Hmm. I said, you know, you did it in Ohio. You enjoyed it. Why not just start a martial arts school? And oh, man, I was like, ugh, it made me sick to my stomach. Well, what if it fails? And what if right. this? And what if that? But I went to the pastor. I said, listen, here's where we are. Would I be able just to use the gym on Tuesday nights and Saturday mornings and be able to just teach, you know, some Taekwondo in the evenings when nobody's in the gym to make a little extra money? He's like, that's no problem. Go for it. Well, long story short, we outgrew the gym. We ended up getting a storefront. Hmm. Um, Now I'm teaching martial arts Monday nights, Tuesday, Monday nights, sometimes special lessons, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights. Um, Saturday mornings, you know, yeah. from I'm there from eight until noon, then maybe birthday parties on Saturday afternoons, but it didn't take away from ministry time. Right. You say, well, Trey, what about your family? My family loved it because this was a huge playground for them. Yeah. It was a big storefront with right. mats. Yeah. You know? yeah. They did it. They did flips. They did their homework when I was teaching adults. They loved the kids' classes. Um, they just enjoyed it. Yeah. That was who they are. They still miss it to the day. They said, mm. Dad, start another one, start another one. Teach us Taekwondo again. But what happened with that, Dan, is that business built to the fact that we were actually generating a couple thousand dollars a month yeah. added income. Right. And $2,000 a month added income to the salary we had is huge. Huge. Yes, absolutely. And so what uh, what are you good at? What, what can you do? What do you enjoy doing? And I like the idea of making it a, a family thing, yeah. something where it's not miserable. Right. You know, when right. you think about, well, I'm 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 getting a second job at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to <laughs> go. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So what what's something that can be flexible and that can bring in some income? Yeah. And that your family can enjoy, and it's it's just a win win for everybody. And maybe it's something that lasts for a long time. Maybe it's a temporary period. Mm-hmm. You know, in the last six weeks, yeah. uh, we've had two furnaces go out. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's wow. a, a pretty huge, huge. expense. Yeah. Uh, so 
there, there may be a time where it's like, man, I've, I've just got to pay this down mm-hmm. or, or take care of this expense. And um, you can be flexible. The church can be flexible. Your family can be flexible for a hard period of time. Yeah. And we'll, we'll look into this more when we go into time management. But there are seasons where it's really, really hard, really, really intense. And then we scale back mm-hmm. and we rest from those. And uh, maybe there's a two or three month yeah. period for, for you just to do that and then be done with it. Right. Or maybe it's more of a consistent Right. I thing. think it's the same as a, a pastor who's an author. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are, there are pastors who take a season off. A month or two off, and they focus completely on writing. Yeah, and and that's a ministry, but yet that's still another job. I heard a pastor say the other day his goal, one of his life goals, is in a year to be able to give more to the church than he took as a set pastor salary. Wow! But that was from writing and publishing right. and, and speaking. He wanted to give more back than he was able to take. Yeah, because of the supplemental that was coming in, and so that's I have a Christian school. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm bivocational. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Not only my pastoring, but the school takes up a lot of time as well. So yeah. I'm I'm in a unique position there, but it's time management. What do we have time to do? So so if we if you think and okay, what what can I do? Let me give you an illustration of my youth pastor who just bought his first home. Um, we're excited for him to have it, and it had been remodeled. It was a flip, but when he bought it, they didn't finish it. So there was, you know, cabinets that needed done, countertops, and and so they made a list of things that needed done, and then beside that, they knew how much money it was going to cost. Yeah. So he's going to go out Friday nights and Saturdays and do um, order up. Yeah. So he'll go out, and the grand in Morgantown, you know, right. it's full of people. It's right. The, uh, you know, you're able to do that, but he can make on a Thursday night, a Friday, a couple hours on Friday, and on Saturday, anywhere from three to five hundred dollars. Wow on a weekend wow. just delivering food. Yeah. And so he, he's got those projects up. I'm like, man, go for it. Yeah. You know, do it. And he and his wife do it together. Yeah. You know, my wife's pushing me to do it just to spend time with family. Right. You know, my right. daughter needs time to drive. You know, let Cammy drive. You can run the food up to the houses and, you know, you can take a different kid and pay him yeah. to do it. And it's something we could do as a family. Right. Yeah. And it certainly beats uh, staying in and, and watching TV or everybody being right. on their phones. Right. Yeah. Uh, sitting there around. you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. something that uh, the family can participate in. Right. I was, I was thinking for us, it's always, I, I love the coffee shop. Yeah. And uh, although that's been a part of the church's ministry, it's always kind of been uh, my personal uh, thing in it. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like it. So uh, that, that was one of my kind of big dreams and mm-hmm. it's not brought me personal income, uh, yeah. but uh, my my son does work here. That's that's been a benefit to him. Yeah, and him paying his own phone bill and his own insurance yeah, and things like that. To you. That's a benefit to me. Uh, but one thing that my wife, she's always been a thrifter. Okay, and so she loves the thrift store. She loves the yard sales, and I'm kind of like you know. If that's the price they say, that's the price they want. Right, uh, right. With Holly, it's like, if that's the price they say, then I'm going to offer this. Yeah, you know, right, she's yeah. the haggler of the family. So uh, we just kind of talked about it to the point where I called their bluff. And, and I said, well, you want to open a thrift store? Let's open up a thrift store. And I called uh, a guy that I knew and we used to rent a, a building off of. Uh-huh. And he rented a we rented a building oh, wow. and we started a thrift store in 2020 <laughs> yeah. so that was a kind of uh, of a rough oh, time yeah, yeah, yeah. but what i found is you know we worked at it for a few months and it wasn't really generating income we kind of uh, okay. uh was just stockpiling but uh then 
it, it started bringing money into the household. And it's like, hmm. wow, you know what? This is this is nice. Yeah. This is we're, we're going to go out and eat. Yeah. You know, we're we're going to. It just kind of took the pressure off of uh, some some things within the family. And it was also a way, you know, she homeschools, she's yeah. the pastor's wife. She does a lot, but she doesn't actually see uh, a lot. You know, yeah. all of, uh, she doesn't get a, a paycheck for homeschooling. I wish she yeah. did, yeah. Uh, but she doesn't. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so it, it actually gave her something yeah. uh, as well to I'm contributing this to the family. And you know what? She loves it. Yeah. In that situation, uh, we have, you know, we have tracks there. There's people that, that's in our church because... They came to the thrift That's store, wonderful. and she's witnessing What's the name it. of it? What'd you call it? Uh, My Thrifty Mama. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Very I, good. I won't wear that T-shirt, but uh, <laughs> uh, they, they wear it with pride. But, uh, yeah, so it's her and her mom and her grandma okay. that kind of went in together, okay. three generations it. of it. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's Man. awesome. It's it's family building. It's uh, community building. Yeah. Uh, we've done giveaways and, and uh, you know, give uh, people clothes and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it, it's a win-win. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So that's a situation that's helped uh, in multiple facets. Yeah. And so what are some other ways that you can think of? You know, I was sitting here thinking, talking about your wife. I know my wife, of course, we had young kids at home, but she taught lessons. Yeah. You know, she was able to do that. The kids could be at the house. They could play. She could teach the lesson there. And she did music lessons. And you can do very well, you know, by way of music lessons as far as that goes, too. I know, too, depending on where you are in your skill set, man, property. Yeah. You know, I was just listening to a podcast that said the, the number two thing you should invest in other than a business that you're running and yourself so you can become better at your business is real estate even mm. before stock market before anything yeah real estate is where it's at because you'll never lose people have got to live somewhere right it's true you know and so if you're you're listening and you've got any handy skills in you whatsoever at all man start looking around yeah maybe maybe you could buy a home and and forget the forever home thing right you're buying an investment right you move into that house you're there for two years you fix it up you paint you take care of this you take care of yeah. that if you've got to hire somebody out fine but if you can get help yeah. to come in then you flip it. Yeah. You you pocket that money and you get another one. You invested another one. And before you know it, you've got a savings account, you've accumulated some wealth. Right. And and maybe you're you're putting fifty percent down on your forever home mm-hmm. and and you still have a savings account. Yeah. I know I just looking at this, it excites me and I wish somebody had had this conversation with me, Dan, twenty years ago right. in ministry. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we were dirt poor, we had nothing and I'll, I'll be climbing out of that hole for a long time. Yeah. And where if I could have just accumulated and, and been able to have that mindset early on right. and continue that, I'd be in a much better place now. Yeah. I mean, I've never gone without. God has always provided. Absolutely. Yeah. And God has always been faithful. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if, you know, I'd have done some of those things yeah. earlier uh, in ministry, younger, and it, we would be a little better off. Yeah. Well, I, I think the mindset is... Uh, in general, that if you are in ministry, then well, anything that you give your time to, other than you know, quote unquote, ministry, then you're taken away from that, and right. that's that's really not true. Right. You know, the, the Bible doesn't say uh, that money is evil. It says the love of money is right. evil. And so, if that's uh, become a god in your mm-hmm. life, then you're too far. You know, you you've gone in the wrong direction here. Yeah. But. You have to put food on the table. It's okay that you have a retirement. It's, right. it's okay yeah. that you know well, you're, me, you're investing. If we had a missionary come in and and they go through a mission board, you know what they have to have? 
retirement. Hmm. Yeah. You know, that's already set up in their support. Right. But yet, how many pastors? I heard someone say the other day that their counsel to churches is if your pastor cannot afford a retirement and you can't pay him a retirement, drop your missionaries. Wow. And give your pastor one. Wow. And he said the reason being is all your missionaries that you're supporting, they're going to retire at 65 and be fine. Yeah. But you're going to make your pastor work until they're 75, 80, right. because you're not giving them enough to retire right. on. And the, and the church ends up suffering. For it does. It. You know, the pastor is there at, at yes. 70 something. Absolutely. And, um, not because he wants to be, but because he has, he has to, be. to be. And. And we're painting with a broad brush. We know that every situation is a little bit different, mm-hmm. and you know you have to be creative in in your own situation. But I, I was thinking, uh, you know, you were talking about the guy that uh, w- got into resale, mm-hmm. and so he's yeah. taking items oh, yeah. and reselling them yeah. on eBay or whatever. Um, you may have good carpentry skills. Maybe you have the carpentry skills, and someone else has the the money to put that you know initial investment on. Right. And at the end of the day, you can split the profit when you yeah. flip the house, and that you know that would be a right. a, a beneficial way of going right. about it. Right. Um, you know, UPS, uh, you can get on in the early morning shift, work three and a half, four hours a day, yeah. and and um, you know get some additional income and insurance and things like yeah. that through that. So there is there's no reason, and especially now, you were talking about the housing market, especially oh, right yeah. now. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it is a good time if you're able Absolutely. to. If you're able to, so what do you think the the first steps are? Um, how how would someone um, how would how would someone get a grip on? Okay, this is what I'd like to do. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Dan. You got to figure out what you need. Yeah. You know. Okay. So this is this is what I need. This is my goal. This is what I'm striving for. I need five hundred dollars a month. Right. A hundred dollars a week. You know, that's a five dollars. You know, you. Do the math, figure out what you want, what you need, then sit down with your spouse and say, okay, what are we good at? Yeah. What can we do? You know, again, do we have an eye for for thrift shops? Do we have an eye, you know, for for resell? Yeah. You know, going back, what Dan was talking about is I was out during COVID, I, I ran into my neighbor and found out he was an engineer, a graduated engineering from WVU, worked for a big engineering firm, quit his job because he was making so much money buying clearance items at Target and Walmart and reselling them on Amazon. Wow. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, that's amazing. So he works from home. He, they, have, they do these pet rescues or they got these rescue dogs that he takes care of and trains and, and walks them and trains them and then and sells, on, sells yeah. on Amazon. And it's, that's amazing. But he's got that gift, ability. If I did that, it would sit in my house for a year before I'd mail it. Oh, right. I forgot to take it to the post right. office. Yeah. You know, um, that's not me. But you sit down, you figure out, okay, here's how much we need. Here's what we are good at. Here's what we enjoy. Now, I think the next biggest step with that, Dan, is just taking the plunge. It takes guts. I mean, it took guts for you guys to rent that building. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a step of faith. It's guts. But you don't know until you try. Yeah, it and it really is. Honestly, you, you have to, once you have peace about something, there's difference. There's a difference between ha- being uneasy and not having peace uh, to just being nervous, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and oh, man, I, I, the fear of the unknown, that right. kind of thing. You've got to overcome that. Right. And it may be totally out of, uh, of what you have assumed or, or been taught was okay. You know, I, I remember kind of feeling guilty 
if if I'm working outside of yeah. the pastoral you know duties, then then I'm really not doing what God's called me yeah. to do. And that that goes back to that time management. You can't be in that mode all the time. Yeah. There, there's a couple things. Um, one is with the assistant. Here's what's tough, guys, and, and especially if you're young in the ministry. You're probably learning time management. Yeah, that's probably not your strong suit right now. That's probably one of the things that you're being mentored in, and probably even maybe a frustration that you and your pastor have together is is you know this time management thing mm-hmm. and knowing you know uh, when to do what and what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, the flexibility aspect. Sometimes we give somebody too much flexibility and they have no idea what to do with it. Yeah, so. That may not be a strong suit for you. That's something you're going to have to grow in. This is definitely going to be a challenge in yeah. that area. Yeah. Um, the the other thing is, for for an assistant, um, the, you you have problems as I did. I know, Trey, you did as well. You have problems unplugging. I, yeah. I know that that's that was a problem for me. We lived in a parsonage as an assistant. Oh wow! Um, yep. On church property, yep. there was never a time unless you left the property and, right. and just went somewhere. There was never a time when you felt like mm-hmm. I am away, uh, like I am no longer on duty. Yeah, I find uh, that that a lot of people have that you know that issue. So it's okay. Set up boundaries. You know. Get a, a blank piece of paper and and set up this t- this time. I'm yeah. going to work and work hard. I'm not on my phone. Uh, this is this is uh, dedicated time to this project. This is ministry, and then unplug from that and go now. Yeah. Now I'm I'm going to uh, give lessons. Now right. I'm going to go work the job at UPS. Now yeah. I'm going to do this. And it's work, like you said. You can't. Money doesn't grow on trees. Right. If you're going to make this extra income and if you're going to do this, you've got to work. Yeah. It's going to take work. It's not going to be easy. Again, um, I heard a pastor that's an author say, you know, people ask me all the time, where do you find time? He said between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. I yeah. mean, he gets up and he writes yeah. in those morning hours. That's what he does. Yeah. And and so it, it is going to take work, but it's rewarding. And, and going back to that... I think even our ministries can be blessed and we can become more effective by doing that. So the thrift shop, you've had people come in, right. people have taken tracks. You've had an opportunity to share the gospel yeah. in our martial arts school. We had several families visit the church mm-hmm. through that school. We, right. we did a kickathon and all proceeds from that kickathon went to an orphanage in India. Wow. Okay. You know, so, and we had a donor say, I'll match everything that comes in. Yeah. So these kids would raise a dollar a kick, you know, and they'd, they'd kick for two minutes. And I had this four foot trophy, you know, and, yeah. and my daughter was determined she was going to win it. She was going to do the most yeah. kicks in a, in a minute. And, and man, we sent over a thousand dollars to India. Yeah. And, and so there, there's not, it's not just for you, man, you can think outside the box and these can be ministry opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes we get in the habit of, of telling our people, um, the people that we, you know, have that oversight of is you need to witness, you need to get out in, in the highways and hedges and, mm-hmm. you know, but in reality, we really don't have, we're in a box right? and we're surrounded by, um, you know, saved people most of the time. And this also gives us a little taste of what the congregation goes through day in and day out. Yes. So I, I think it can be really healthy if it's done yeah. right. I love it. I, I love that idea, and I, I think it can be. But again, 
you know, say, but, but Trey, I just don't have the time. <laughs> okay, I want you to stop right now and open up your iPhone. I want you to go to screen time and, and text me or message us how much time you're spending on social media a day. Right, right. You know, the average person is two hours and 20 minutes a day. Right. All right, so if I'm spending two hours, let's just say two hours a day on social media, so that's what, 14 hours, let's say 15 hours a week, 60 hours a month. If I'm making $10 an hour, let's do the math. Yeah. That's sixteen. That's six hundred yeah. extra dollars a month I've got coming in. Right. So instead of sitting around on my phone, I could be out. True. Even flipping burgers yeah. for ten dollars a month. Absolutely. So, how are we using our time, and what are we doing? Yeah. You, you just know? said, uh, for was it Mark Batterson said, yeah. four a.m. to seven a.m. Right. That's three hours a day. Mm-hmm. What could you do with three hours a day? Yeah. What yeah. can you do with that? And I, I think there are ways that that we can generate that income and. And again, help the church, help missions, yeah. um, minister to the community. I mean, there's just it excites me, but that's who I am, right? You right. know, so it's hard for me to to say that. And you say, well, Trey, what are you doing now? I'm doing podcasts now. If you want to support our ministry, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, but I do feel like now I am I am bivocational, yeah, because we do have a growing school. We just mm-hmm. added a building. We're yeah. getting ready to build a gym. You know, there's there's a lot going on there. I don't necessarily right. see the income from that coming in. But I am, you know, I'm in a unique position. Yeah. Um, Dan, let me ask you this: Would sure. you tell one of these young guys listening who who loves Starbucks? They love the local coffee shop. There's not really one in their town. Would you encourage them to hey look into starting something like that? Yeah, I, I think it can be uh, something that's beneficial. What we did here is. Uh, it wasn't a personal venture, but it was a venture through our church. Our church owned this annex building, and so we started the coffee shop, and uh, we have been able to again provide a place for you know the community. Our town didn't have a coffee shop, but also uh, we've been able to employ uh, a couple people through that process. And so right now, even starting through COVID and everything, from a financial perspective. Um, we're we're able to make our um, our payroll and to get the supplies, everything like that. So uh, it it would definitely be something that would be twofold. I, I believe that anything. I don't care if you're an eye doctor, you, you ought to be ministering to people that that's coming into yeah. your office. Uh, so it helps us to to look at ministry differently. Um, and then once we get to that stage where you know, Jesus said it's more blessed to give mm-hmm. than to receive. Once we get to that stage that we're able to write the check for that next missions trip, we're not waiting on a sponsor for our kids to go to camp, but we're actually sponsoring someone else to go to camp. That's awesome. The, the tables are turned, to let, not, not that we're better, but we're able to do mm-hmm. more for the cause of mm-hmm. Christ. And so I, I think it's very healthy to be creative, to get outside of the box, whether you're in a small town or a, a big city, uh, no matter what your context is, just keep it inside the book, but it, get outside the box. Yeah, know? I love it. And if you guys have any questions on that, feel free to reach out to us and contact us there. Now, I will say this too. You don't make money with rewards from credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> No matter what you look on YouTube, no matter what you watch, no matter if you find a good financial counselor, they're going to tell you no. Right, sure. Now, can they work for you? Yes. 
Yeah. Okay, we have an Amazon card. We buy so much on Amazon. We get rewards for that. Right. We can we can actually get a couple of our kids Christmases with that. But you know, I was sitting around with some guys who were very well um, off financially, and they were talking about how their American Express card works for them. Hmm. I'm like, well, hey, I'll let American Express work for me. It worked me right into a hole. Right. Yeah. You have to be very very disciplined and know know your weaknesses with stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so, you know. The, the idea of you got to have money to make money is not necessarily true. No. So what are you good at? What do you like? And what will provide flexibility and, and fulfill your calling in the ministry as well as provide some extra income? Explore those options and try it. Yeah. Just try it. Yeah. What's the very worst that could happen? You try yeah. it and don't like it. You try it and fail. Yeah. Well, then you'd be right back in the boat that you are right now. Right. But at least you tried something. At least you tried. Yeah. yeah. And reach out to us and let us know what you've done or maybe some ideas, and we can bring those on our podcast and yeah. talk about it. Or if you want to talk about it, that'd be great, and we can get you on here because, I mean, that's where our heart is, and, and we just want you guys to succeed yeah. and learn from some mistakes that we've made in the past. And, and still and making. <laughs> and still making, yes, yes. You know, and financially, I've made some dumb decisions, and just now, again, after 20 years of ministry, finally starting to figure things out, I don't want you to have to make that same mistake. Right. All right, guys. Well, I hope that helps. I hope that encourages you. Um, when you have your wife listen to this, uh, I hope she doesn't think we're all crazy. <laughs> and and um, just prayerfully step into this and see, hey, this is something that we can do. And again, be honest with those around you. And, and God can use it in, in mighty ways for you and yourself personally. And not only that, going to what Dan said, man, what's it teaching your children? Yeah. It's teaching them to work. Yeah. It's showing them entrepreneurship. It's showing them that, hey, they can go out and, and you can make money. Right. You can be successful yeah. with thrift shop, coffee shop, martial yeah. arts school, or whatever it is. You know, if we just stayed in North Carolina, my goal was to have my daughter take over hmm. the school that I was in, and I was going to start another one. Yeah. So I, she was a brown belt you know, as a fifth grader, and then she's great with kids. She would take my kids' program. That was going to pay her way through college, yeah. and I was going to start another school in another town. Right. And so you can look at those ways in even um, helping your children learn, yeah. you know, how to be wise with their money and finances and that, you know, there is money out there to be made. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I've enjoyed this. I think, uh, I think maybe next time we'll go into a little bit, dive a little bit deeper into the time management be good. And, yeah. and things like that. And yeah. I think that'll be a help as well. Awesome. All right, Dan. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening. Trust you have a wonderful week, and we will see you later.